0: Welcome back to another episode of The Common Man. Look, the footy has started, and I think I speak for all of us when I say this is not what we predicted. I mean, apart from another Essendon scandal, we've become used to those, and that was probably on the cards. Now, joining me as always, I have 40 and Friendy. Friendy, welcome. Can you give me one word to sum up the season restart?
1: Horse, this is an easy one, mate. It is an absolute debacle. The word is debacle. There's no other way to describe what's going on right here.
0: Oh, I'm totally I'm totally into that. 40, it's, it's a new week, so I'm assuming there might be a new nickname. Is there anything you can bring to the table this week?
2: Uh, no nicknames, uh, Horse, but oh. uh, in honour of Essendon, why not? Whatever it takes, hey? Whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Essendon Hashtag. had to be the ones that came out uh, with Hashtag, the scandal.
0: Whatever it takes. So true. Mm, classic. So true, I mean... Poor Essendon supporters, like they have really taken a few hits on the chin these last few years. Anyway, that's it. Enough of the pleasantries. We've just got off a flight from being guests at Novak Djokovic's Invitational, so why don't we get this party started? You. This mountain. This month in sport, of course, we are going to headline it with a restart of the AFL. There is so many dot points that we can discuss today. The first one I thought I'd bring to the table is the fact that we've had so many upsets. I mean, friendy, you're a West Coast supporter. Are you enjoying the season restart?
1: Oh. The short answer is no, and I'm pretty fired up about it. And you'll hear later on about how fired up I am about this season. So, um, yep, get on with what you what else
2: you got to say, horse.
0: Okay, well, Forty, what do you reckon has been the biggest upset so far?
2: Well, West Coast for one, and Richmond. Richmond can't <laughs> yeah. keep more than six goals. Like, <laughs> not even six goals. They can't get past 36 points at the moment. Oh, we're but,
1: averaging 44.5, so we're not much better.
2: Yeah, so for our predictions for top one and two, how far off were we? Yeah, well, we had uh, 40. You went with West Coast as premiers,
0: is that right? Or West yeah. Coast as oh, the no.
2: and Richmond premiers? Richmond premiers, but yep. uh, clearly, uh, and even you, horse, with the GWS, yes, they haven't been um, much better.
0: Nowhere near it. And of course, Friendy, you were a homer and you actually picked West Coast to be the premiers this year. And they certainly aren't anywhere near it.
1: Well, I mean, look, there might be some light at the end of the tunnel soon with uh, some hubs changing up, which might be nice for us.
2: I think there's an unfair advantage coming up very soon, Horse. Wouldn't you
0: agree? Well, as a Geelong supporter, yes, very much so. Um, if you're not aware, yeah, I'm sure you are by now, but Geelong and Collingwood are heading over to Western Australia after round seven to play three games over in Western Australia. The first round will have Geelong pitted against Collingwood where there will be a crowd limit of... Thirty thousand people at Optus Stadium, but following that, Geelong and Collingwood will both face Fremantle and West Coast with up to sixty thousand screaming, mad Western Australians yelling for their home team. It's an absolute
2: farce. This is this is not the Australian way. There's very clear advantage to West Coast and Fremantle. This is this is not on. This is not the way horse. Are you,
1: oh. are you guys? Are you kidding me, Ford?
0: Oh, what
2: what have we been
1: doing? What are we, we're the only team right now stuck in a hub. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get fired up and I'm going to save it for later, all right? To make matters worse, I've been uh, working with a colleague this week who is a massive Brisbane fan. He's been giving it to me all week, so I, I've, I've had it rough.
0: Look, you might have had it rough, but if you don't pull out a few wins with 60,000 supporters behind you and a very clear home advantage, I mean, look at Geelong's home advantage against Carlton last week. It was a Absolute farce again. Absolute farce. That's actually probably the biggest upset so far this yeah. year. Oh, oh, I'll <laughs> turn it up.
2: Turn it up, Brendan.
0: I mean, the thing is, no one, no one was tipping Geelong for premiers.
1: Do you know what I love really? about Geelong, though? They had a shocking round one. Round two, they just blitz it, and everyone's like, oh, Geelong's got it this year, they'll be right. Next week against well, Carlton, they just, what happened? Oh
2: well, well, It's a common thread, isn't it? From every, the second half of last year, we were one on, one off all the way from after the buy, So maybe that's the pattern they're wanting to continue this year. Maybe it'll be symmetrical.
0: So if it's <laughs> symmetrical, well, it means at the halfway mark of the season, we won't lose again. So I, I think it, tip- we went, we went 11, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Then we go, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win 11, one. Thank you. But I highly doubt <laughs> that. Okay. Well, let's keep moving on to the next, to the next saga. Uh, We've had the COVID saga. It was always going to be the case that someone in the AFL would test positive. Although in Connor McKenna's case, he tested negative. Then he was a regular. Then he was positive. Then he was negative. Now he's positive. Now he's negative. Who knows what he'll be in the next 10 minutes. It'll probably change two (laughs) or three times during this podcast. (laughs) 40. Is it all as it seems? I mean, only a couple of days after testing positive, we, uh, we hear that he's negative again. And this would have to be close to a world first if this is the case. Did he actually
2: have it, Forty? Tell me, did he have COVID? Well, I think, I think what we'd want to look at here, Horse, is I think there's a couple of possibilities that maybe Conor McKenna is getting mixed up with Conor McGregor. Ooh. Because maybe that's why Conor McGregor, the old mate, he's probably positive. <laughs> Surely. Uh, well, <laughs> Unless he's over in some... Korean uh, fight over in some uh, Pacific Island horse. I don't know. You tell me, but maybe there's a bit of a mixture of uh, results. It's easy. They would be the only two Connors from Ireland, I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, Fact check there, Matt. Uh, Connor was the fourth most popular baby name last year, and there were 432 new Connors born. So I think you might find there's more than two Connors in Ireland. (laughs) So. (laughs) So the test went in. They were like, "Is it Conor connor McGregor, whatever? They're the same person, aren't they?" I. Oh well, he's positive. Are you? Are you sure? Are you positive? I'm positive. He's negative. What? He's a regular. Now what are they probably? Look, I, the
1: I think I think we need to treat this as a, as a very serious situation. Like this needs to go in the same boat as Willie Rioli in the Gatorade incident. So I'm looking at a four-year <laughs> ban <laughs> here from Connor.
2: friendy you're on serious. Ban
0: for getting COVID. <laughs> is COVID on the banned substance list or what? But the question on on everyone's lips really is: Did he get the house? Because you know that's where it's come from. He went to an open house, and that that could be the only way he got it. So, did he get the rental? I'm interested. I don't want him to be homeless and have COVID. Surely that can't be good for the state. He's walking around spreading it irregularly. Who knows where he'll uh, he'll cough and spread his moisture? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have to say the 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 other funny thing is like. Uh, So at first, as I, as I mentioned to you guys off air at first, it was all Essendon will lose half its team. They'll be ravaged for next week. And I mean, Essendon did did actually not really follow the AFL suggestion because they had all their defenders training together. So Essendon and Richmond have still had their teams training based on position. So I'm like, well, bad luck guys. That's your fault. And it would have been awesome if all of your defense went down.
2: Yeah, don't have a backline all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, who would you have to blame? No one but yourself. And then they were saying Essendon are going to yeah, lobby for it to be postponed. And no, the AFL were like, if they've got 22 fit players, that, then that's enough. And then, oh no, now we find out it wasn't even that. It was going to be five players. They thought five players had been in contact with him and wouldn't be able to play or would have to go into quarantine. And then it turns out it's one guy, James Stewart, and his manager is pushing for him for a chance to play basically in a scratch match. Cause he ain't playing in the AFL this week, is he? So, you know, went from like worst possible case scenario in two, three days. Oh, and now he doesn't even have it.
1: <laughs> it's just- it, uh, it certainly makes that asterisk next to this season, which was already there a little bit bigger, I think. So um, it's going to be interesting what, what the season looks like come the end of it, because you know, there's, there's changes all the time.
2: Oh, so, uh, friendly what's so big about that asterisk? You just go on, you know, going to be quite the old West Coast Eagles supporters there. <laughs> All of a sudden, no,
1: <laughs> no, I just think with everything that's going on, like there's bound to be, you know, there's a, there was a scare in the NRL last week as well, or two weeks ago. Um, there's probably going to be another scare, or someone else is going to contract it somehow, or there will be a negative, positive, false test again, and it's going to put everything up in the air and. You know, it's a shambles, isn't it? It is absolutely shambles. It's, it's, I go back to my, op- my opening word, debacle. Tracity.
2: it is It's, it. A, it's a joke. Well, what is
0: going I, on?
1: Other I mean, than that, it's great to see footy back. <laughs> yeah, <but>
0: yeah, totally. <laughs> so good. The emotional roller coaster of two weeks has accounted for two years' worth of football, and I don't even care if there's a Premier. i I just get this over with. I can't deal with this. Daily oh, know. Just I know. Let's just look at this as longer. like
2: a... Exhibition game season. Let's not worry about finals.
1: It's so, it's so bad at the moment that I've gone back to watch replays of Melbourne stars versus the Perth Scorchers from last season. (laughs) Cricket.
2: season. (laughs) Well, that would have been a good game. I think the stars are clearly that you there uh, (laughs) are. But we know what happened at the end.
0: And that was, uh, that was all too painful. Mm, Hmm. There has Mm. been one shining light, at least that we can draw on from the restart. And, uh, one shining laugh as well. I'm sorry. I just find it humorous how well Gold Coast have become, like how much they've gelled. And they're being led by a rookie who is absolutely tearing it up. He uh, he has controlled and dominated the midfield for back-to-back wins, like a veteran of the game. Has Matt Rowell actually been playing for 10 years already? Is it like Cameron Lingmark too? Friendly? <laughs> You've seen this man from an opposition's perspective. How good is he?
1: Yeah, look, he's incredible. But f- like, first off, shout out to the gingers out there because he he is certainly putting them back on the map because he is phenomenal. Um, so another shout out to a good mate of this this uh, podcast, Justin Bosley. He's, he's doing you the guys sauce. proud. The, source. the, source yes. the um, sauce, Oh yeah, he, he, I've got I've got a couple of a uh, bit of a uh, bit of information about him that I've I've searched up, horse and mm-hmm. um. His dad was born in Queensland, which is helpful for him to, for the longevity of him staying there. His mum's yep. from Victoria, and he was born in New South Wales, so he's he's happy to move around he's a little halfway. bit. Halfway, yep, um, yep. So he, the crazy, and his best mate got picked up dr- number two.
0: Yep, no, so they've gone to the same
1: club together, which yep. I think is going to help them in the long term as well. Well, that one hundred percent was
0: the AFL's doing.
1: Yeah, great. When they great. gave them which the competition pick,
0: yeah, because I was ready for. Got to go- to I was pick. ready for.
1: I was ready for Gold Coast to um, pack up and move to Tassie anyway, so I thought that was going to happen. But 178 centimeters, 75 kilos. So there's not much of him. The crazy thing is, he was born in 2001. Like 2001 wasn't it? Wasn't that long ago? Like he's 19
2: it's years cra-
1: ago. That's not very long, was it? That's crazy. Like he he is he's, he's he's fresh, but he's got he's got a he's got an old head on him, and um, he's certainly playing the game like a seven, eight-year veteran right now. And, um, you know, fair enough to say he, he tore West Coast apart. And considering West Coast, uh, you know, supposed to be one of the better midfields in the um, league, he um, certainly showed them that maybe we're not.
0: This is true. Now, I do have to say uh, that weight statistic that you dropped, did you say 75 kilograms? 75 kilo. Has that changed? I'm sure that has changed. I think that's, that stat was prior to him being drafted into the AFL. So he looks... A chunkier than 75 kilograms
1: oh, if, and if it is only 75 kilo it's all muscle yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah there's nothing else left
0: <laughs> i suppose the other thing is as well the fact that we have so many night games nowadays as well has really that will uh add to the longevity of his career um because he won't have to be in the sun the natural sun so much so this is, this is true no doubt this is that will true. help him
1: but I do hope that he does, um, he does become you know, their franchise player and, and stays there for you know, 10 to 15 years. I think the league needs that. Um, Gold Coast need it. because We need more redheads, use-
2: don't we? We need more oh, redheads.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. we yeah. um, more to regenerate.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Come on. A few more blueies. Well, we've had the WA Hub announcement. We've already touched on that. Now, round seven, we're, we're tipped to have a 60,000-strong crowd for the Derby. But what happens if a second wave occurs? Are we getting too far ahead of ourselves? 40. Are we, are we going to get a grand final? Where's the grand final going to be? Are there going oh, to a grand be
2: final, dictators? Surely. MCG. It's not a grand final without being at the MCG horse, is it? Well, I don't think it is. But I think someone
0: might disagree with that comment and actually was trying to poach the grand final to another state. Frendy, does That's, that sound familiar? Yeah,
1: look, boys, I was saying to you before, before we started the podcast tonight, that uh, I would love to see it in uh, WA, and I think it would be great, but I actually am, to be honest, I actually am a bit of a traditionalist, and I do, I would love to, you know, I think a grand final not at the MCG is just, is just wrong. So, hopefully, uh, things can get better, and, you know, we can have a bigger crowd at the MCG, but um, look, I'm just shattered that we've gone backwards here in Victoria, so who knows what tomorrow looks like.
2: But it's not going to happen, let's be honest. It's not going to be at the MCG. No. There's not going to be a big crowd. So, of all years, it's probably, you know, this is the year when it's not going to be at the MCG. But, uh, yeah, Perth over. Uh, come on, Perth,
1: Perth over, whatever you call it. Maybe, stadium.
2: maybe we should send the grand final up to Darwin. Well, Darwin have put up the hand for it. They have zero cases. They have great weather. Let's, let's all go to Darwin, guys.
0: Do you know what was We laughable? won't be allowed. Is
1: <laughs> what was laugh, what was laughable is is Adelaide trying to put their hand up for it? I mean, come on, let's just put a line through that one now. Oh,
2: yeah, nothing good yeah. happens in Adelaide. Why would you want to go to Adelaide? <laughs> what Premier Daniel Andrews said. Well, that is,
0: yeah. I have friends in Adelaide, so I'll just leave that one for the for the moment. Okay, I think it's time that we switch up sports here. We're going to move across to the NBA, where it is an absolute shambles at the moment. Kyrie says no. Avery Bradley joins Davis Batans and Trevor Ariza as the first few players to opt out of the restart. And actually overnight after we record this, we're going to find out if any other players join them in not joining the players in Florida. Florida itself has hit all-time highs in its COVID positive tests, currently going at approximately 12% positive rate. So for every 100 people tested 12% have the coronavirus and all this is happening while teams are starting to fly into Florida. Now on top of that, we now have concerns about the ability of the staff at Disney to remain COVID free and service the NBA players and, you know, provide the accommodation and the food, etc. And then on top of that, of course, we have uh, one of the biggest social movements that the world has ever seen in the the Black Lives Matter movement taking centre stage at the moment. Now, friendy, this is something that we don't generally do, but we're going to go a little political here. Do you think that the Black Lives Matter movement is best served by players returning to the NBA and using that platform? Or should they be staying at home and standing strong in their hometowns?
1: It's it's a real interesting one and, and probably one that I don't think any of us can say that we have um, all the information, all the understanding around it. I, I actually think it does come down to personal preference, I guess, what they want to do. I mean, I think I look at some of the players that have said that they want to opt out. My first reaction was kind of like, oh, no, come on, let's just let's just get on with it and play because I want to see the NBA back. But I think if any player opts out, um, that's their choice and yep. – and don't don't uh, throw shade at them, and if they opt to go in, that's their choice too. And again, don't mm. throw shade at them for doing that. I think it's it comes down to their own personal preference. Um, so someone like an Avery Bradley, who is crucial for the Lakers and just that role player, mm. yeah. um, you know, does it come like if if Lakers go on and win the championship, how does that work? Does you know they're not going to take the championship away from him? I think he's still a championship player because oh. he's helped the team to get there so yeah. far. So he still gets a ring. Um, Forty. I don't know what you think, mate.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's up to the individual, but, uh, you know, he's still part of the team. You still um, helped them get to where they are right now. And so if they go the, all the way, which hopefully they don't, uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll win a champion. He'll get a championship ring. But, yeah, it's, it's something that's a yeah. bit hard for us to uh, really understand fully what's going over there without being there.
0: That said, let's bring it back out of the seriousness and talk a bit more about the actual teams, 40. We're hearing names like J.R. Smith. He's really at the forefront now. Jamal Crawford, um, Boogie. If you were to pick a team that could really use one of these free agents, who do you think would make a great addition
2: right now? Well, just for uh, comedic relief, imagine JR Smith going back to the Lakers. <laughs> replacing bradley i think i think it'd be truer than what you think mate yeah Yeah, that's right (laughs) and uh a similar moment maybe ensues (laughs) and we can hear what's going on because there's no crowd oh we talked about this actually previous episode or two i think ago when we said how funny would that be but uh this could be a reality but clearly the best player out of all those guys is Boogie Cousins. He's the the pick of the bunch. Now he's sort of been a back and forth. There's been misreports. I don't know exactly uh, where he's sitting, but at this stage where we're recording, he's saying that he's interested in looking for some potential suitors. So. I think he would be great if he's fully healthy. That's always the big question, but hmm. I'd love to see maybe a Boston Celtics a big man. We could certainly do with a big man down at the uh at the the Big Bean Town. So, but um yeah, he's certainly if he's fully healthy, he would be a huge asset to any team.
0: For sure. Friendly, is it who would you like to see rejoining uh Disney World? Yeah,
1: I think uh it'd be awesome to see Boogie Cousins return to the Lakers. I'd like to see that. Um I think For the players that do opt out, you kind of want to find some like 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 players. Like I think there's there's rumours that uh, Lou Williams might not go from the Clippers. So So, I mean, it opens up a shooting spot. Um, You know, Ryan Brokoff is on the free. Brokoff, Brokoff. What are are we going with? He's uh, on the free agents list. Uh, Does Andrew (laughs) Bogart get a call up? You allowed to travel back. Um, I think a little. I think a couple of uh, ones that to look at who could be good suitors. Um, I've got three names: Isaiah Thomas. Don't yep. rule him out for making a return. I think definitely. And he could, I
0: think, he could also have a go as um, in the Minnie Mouse costume as well around the
1: yeah. world. Oh yeah, between that's right. names, so he'd that's be right. fine. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. forty.
1: I think one for, you, for for your Boston. I think Iman Shumpert would fit in nicely at Boston. Um, no, it's just a him. defensive stopper. <laughs> that's fine, no, mate. I don't um, want well, reckon-
2: He shaved his hair, hasn't he? He shaved his. He doesn't have the big uh, Jalen Brown mop top anymore.
1: No. no, that's right. That's right. But I, I reckon so, the biggest X factor out of all is Jamal Crawford.
0: Bring back the old fella. Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was I'm saying. Jamal. Jamal for Lou, six man for six man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it makes sense. Like for like, we're talking about. Absol- you know.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. You get go Lou every time, wouldn't you? Really? Like Jamal, come on. Yeah. Seventh man of the year, maybe, but not six. <laughs>
0: I think you'll find he's got a few <laughs> under his belt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: But not right now. Gerald Green's (laughs) another
0: one? Yes. Yep. I saw Gerald Green's name in there as
2: well. Has been. Has been. Move on.
0: Well, that wraps up the NBA for now. Friendy, I'm going to throw to you. You have a very important announcement in regards to the EPL. One of the few times that we've talked about the EPL. Bring it! What have you got for Could us? The last,
2: Could
0: super important, super important announcement here, guys.
1: It's been a long time. I don't, in my in my lifetime this hasn't been done. But Liverpool are about to take home the the Premier League Cup, and uh, well done to Liverpool. Well done to all your supporters. Well done to all the soccer fans out there. Um, I don't have any other information for you, and I couldn't tell you five names on their team. But well done, <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> well,
2: well you, done, you're amazing, friendy. You. <laughs> Look, we did. Let's actually... all give
1: them three cheers, eh? Hey.
0: Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Look, we did mention this actually when the EPL was postponed that we were like, can we just give it to Liverpool? But uh, let's be honest, as, as uh, 40 said, you know, let's stick to our own driving lane here. We don't have too much more to offer in regards to that. Congratulations, <laughs> Liverpool in the EPL. Your drought is over. <laughs> well, it has been a hectic, hectic month in sport. Oh, I need to go have a long nap and a peppermint tea. Probably the other way around, actually. A peppermint tea, then a long nap. And then see, I don't know, how many people have or haven't tested for COVID. How many people have or haven't opted in to uh, a sporting game. Yeah, it's time for a rest. Well, now it's time to introduce a new little segment for you. It's a time for a little bit of education. Mr. Horstead is in the house and we're going to rotate, but today I'm going to delve deeper into a little sporting topic and then see how Freddy and Forty react. So welcome to The Dig. Learning is good and it makes your brain big, so we invented this segment and called it a dig. Thanks to COVID, we know a number of sports leagues around the world are scrambling to continue their existence. This is an unfortunate reality of the financial havoc that comes with a global pandemic such as corona. Whilst it's sad to think that some leagues might not survive, what it does present is the opportunity for new ones to enter into markets that previously would have been too difficult. This led me to thinking about leagues in the past that have failed for one reason or another and perhaps what led to their downfall. I did a little dig into this and found out there haven't been too many major leagues in Australia that didn't find some form of success. Sure, we had the NSL shut down, but that was replaced by the A-League. We had Super League, uh, but that team with the ARL to form the NRL and even the VFA as we knew it shut down with many teams ending up in the AFL reserve teams. Uh, to create the VFL that still runs today. But there was nothing really interesting. Unsurprisingly, however, when I had turned my attention to the United States of America, there was a multitude of failed leagues, one of which really piqued my interest. The WBL, or World Basketball League, operated from 1988 to 1992. One of the founders was the former Boston Celtics great Bob Cousy, a fan favourite of 40s, no doubt. Come on, Cousy, who standing at six foot one, I believe, was motivated to start a league with a height restriction. Players could be no taller than six foot five. Although this did change to six foot seven a couple of years into the league. Whilst predominantly made up of teams from the U.S. and Canada, like the Saskatchewan Storm, the Youngstown Pride, the Las Vegas Silver Streaks. The world name comes into play as international teams were involved, including the Kiev All-Stars, one of my favourite Sunday night dinners, of course, and the Estonian Nationals. One of the league founders, Michael Monus, was eventually convicted of having embezzled $10 million to finance the league from a privately owned company he had found called Farmore. He was sentenced to 11 years in federal prison. The league folded in 1992 with the remaining Canadian teams going on to create their Canadian National Basketball League. In the last completed season of 1991, there was one player in the league who would move to Australia the following year and have a huge impact on the game over here. That was Darryl McDonald. Darryl was no spring chicken when he arrived in Australia to play. He was actually right in the prime of his career, around 27 to 28 but he would continue to play in our league until the ripe old age of 44. Now, friendy, I think you'd only be a few Kevin Bacons away from Daryl McDonald. Do you have any Daryl McDonald connections?
1: Um, I have coached against him. That's my connection to Daryl McDonald. I, I was coaching the Geelong College first five basketball team and I can't remember the school that he was coaching at, but I think, he still, I think it might be
2: Wesley.
0: Is there Wesley College yes, in Melbourne? Yes, there is indeed. That does
2: sound purple,
1: familiar. Purple color, I think it was Wesley. Um,
2: and Friendy, I yeah. think you've uh, played. Uh, he was a coach when you were playing against one of his teams. I think in the uh,
1: C. Yes, the, uh, you are right. My final season last he, year, he was he was coaching the was Knox
2: Raiders. The Knox Raiders. Yep. Uh, quite a different sight on the sidelines. The old Dazza. He gets he gets
0: a little fiery. Now, Friendy, if the WBL existed, I could probably see you would have headed over there in your prime. You, you're under the height restriction. You'd be at like, a, you could play as a center over there, couldn't you?
1: Oh, that would, be a, that would be a dream. You always want to play a position that you can't at the moment. So, yeah, if I was able to be a center or a power forward, I'd love it. I'd be
0: there in a heartbeat. I don't know about you guys, but when I was reading out those team names, all I could think of was the, the movie Semi-Pro. And... It's... Uh, yes. I just felt like this had a sort of semi pro feel to it. And like yep. I could imagine like Will Ferrell being the league founder who who embezzled ten million dollars into the league himself from a made up company. Like it just it sounds ridiculous. Forty had
2: you oh. heard of the World Basketball League before I brought it up? No, this is news to me, Horse, and I appreciate you uh giving us a little bit more insight into the game of basketball. And not even that, this was an international league. It was. Like that was Russia, played, and Estonia. <laughs> yeah, they played different teams, and I'm even looking, uh, seeing some of the some of the players uh, that uh, played in this league. Uh, Scott Brooks, the Washington Wizards head coach. Yes, uh, and uh, John Starks. Yes, he did. So, yes, uh, there's a couple of notable players running around this league. So it would have been, uh, could have been some pretty good basketball. I would suggest. It'd be
1: great to try and get Darren McDonald on here for just a couple of, a couple of minutes to talk about the WBL, wouldn't
0: it? Bit of a shout to the uh, Knox Raider, Knox Raider head coach. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure he'd love it as well if uh, you know, we got him on. He's, he played. He had a distinguished career in the NBL. He <laughs> played for the Boomers and we're like, so,
2: WBL, Sorry, mate.
0: Tell, tell us about it, guys. That's all mate, we, we want to know. Don't wanna,
2: we don't want to hear about your Australian career. We want to hear about the WBL. That's what it's all about right now.
0: I could imagine the WBL... Again, the semi-pro kind of deal like having at halftime bringing out a tiger, I don't know, to, to fight one of the players or something like this and things are just going <laughs> crazy on national TV and the Russians... Oh, the Russians are running around. Oh, they're drinking vodka at halftime. You know, like, it just sounds like, like
2: the loosest league I've ever heard of. There would have been a lot of big uh, Europeans. Uh, run, not a bit, lot of big ones. When I say big, I'm <laughs> no, just they, really saying tall. They wouldn't They were rather stocky, I would suggest. <laughs> horse.
0: Three seconds in the key. But my feet are not in the key. I know, but your stomach is, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. There's no place you can stand in the forward half where your guts aren't in the key. Uh, exactly.
2: Oh, this well,
0: there's the WBL. That's just a little bit of random history for you. I'm going to put the challenge out to you 40 for the next episode to find yep. us another random league or story about a sport that you can share with us and we can
2: try. And Absolutely. Play. I think this is a great opportunity for us to broaden our knowledge of sports.
0: Well, now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Hey, Trevor Ketchup here for the 100% Wiener podcast, the world's leading podcast on competitive hot dog eating. Join me and my special guests each week as we chat about the latest in worldwide wiener guzzling. Oh, that's a spicy mustard, yeah. eh? Yeah, it is. You like it spicy. You know I do. <laughs> well, you prefer a pork, beef, and butthole <laughs> blend, I oh. never would have guessed. <laughs> And what we found out later was that all hot dogs in France are made from what? retired race 100% wiener is all you need to know about the champions of the dog. You can find us anywhere you listen to competitive food-eating-related podcasts. Chuck another shrimp on the barbie, mate. It's time for the grill. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's burger day slash night at the grill. I've got a nice thick wagyu beef, mm, tasty aged hamburger. I don't know. No, should we go with the steak? I don't want an aged hamburger. That's that's gross. Anyway, we're hanging out at the grill. We're going to ask each other some questions today. Forty and myself are the guys who have the questions in the question cannon that we are ready to shoot Ooh. at 40's yes. face. At Frendy's <laughs> face, even. <laughs> Come on. So, uh, look, Forty, I'm going to give you the cannon first.
2: Shoot a question our way. Well, look, as we're flipping over some burgers and uh, turning over some sausages, uh, a question for a, a couple of you, fellas, and uh, our listeners out there, maybe you can have a send us a message, send us uh, something on Instagram or something. My question is, do you have any superstitions? when watching sport. Now, I like a little bit of a backstory, Whoa. like, you hey. a superstition. Because, uh, you know, I love, I love cricket. I love talking about cricket. I love watching mm-hmm. the cricket. Um, you know, so many uh, great moments watching the cricket. And particularly sometimes I might be sitting on a couch or in a certain part and, you know, Australia's doing really well. And uh, it's a really tense session. And, uh, you know, like it's really back and forth between both teams. And I'm very hesitant to move out of that position. Like, if I need to go to the toilet, I'm not moving. I do not want to go because if I get up, we could lose a wicket. And that would be my fault. And so that's one of my superstitions, particularly watching cricket. I thought, what about you boys?
1: Well, (sighs) Board, I, I do have something that I do but just to add to that I uh, and great question by the way but I was watching um, when Ray Allen hit that that shot to take uh, Miami Heat into overtime in that fi- NBA finals just before that there was heaps of fans that left the building and then they yep. tried to get back in for overtime and they weren't allowed so oh. on your point it's good to stay in your spot because <laughs> you may miss out on all of it um,
2: well that's, for that's me, a different just, reason though isn't it really like that. Let, let's be honest yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're at the game. Like my- You're not at home. You're not watching the TV. You, you leave your seat and and the game's nearly going into overtime. You, that's your own fault. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. I, th- I thought it was great Sparkle. that didn't let them back Farce. in.
1: But but anyway, I uh, my thing would be when my team's playing um, I like I like I like quiet. And I have to be watching it. If I'm watching it with someone, it's got to be someone who's just as passionate as me about my team. So like a couple of weeks ago, I watched West Coast versus Gold Coast with, with a good mate of mine who is just as passionate about West Coast as I am. And so we share the frustration. We share the pain. What, what drives me up the wall is 25,000 questions. I won't name the person, but she made him my <laughs> wife. About. <laughs> about. Oh,
2: you're getting in a lot of trouble right now. <laughs> that's okay, because
1: I need to get it out there so people can sympathize with me. But 25,000 questions about the game and what's going on. I, I, I don't want to answer those questions right now. I, I'm happy to have your company, but just just watch it, enjoy it. Just sit. And, it's like a movie. you know. Don't ask me questions about a movie. I haven't seen it before. I haven't seen this game before. I don't know what's going to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you can think of the other side. Uh, Brandy. I know uh, I've watched a couple of docos uh, with cricket and uh, my wife, Jen has watched them with me and she is actually learned a lot. Now I've paused, had to pause the documentary many times, but just <laughs> a little explanation, a little bit of insight. She's all about the like, Australian cricket team now. Like, uh, that's well played I you. I wouldn't put it past it. Uh, watching an ashes. Nick, in England, call Nathan Lyon the goat? Uh, yep, I just pause for a second. <laughs> well, what are they calling him? Gary.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. No, uh, now horse, Gary but, um, is the other. Yes, Gary. No, I'm <laughs> Gary. <not sure. laughs> what about your horse? What, what superstitions do you
0: have? Oh, look, I, I can empathize with Friendy for sure. I can't watch Geelong games with people who are, are going to annoy me. Basically, like with questions or not taking it seriously or I can't handle that whole oh, it's just a game. Like I don't wanna hear that in the middle of my team being trounced. Mm, mm. But that's not my superstition. That's probably just that that's just not something I don't enjoy. Um I suppose I don't know if it's a superstition pink, pink, but I, pink jocks on or jocks on, you know. Like, well I was gonna say I've never I never um watch a game in the nude. <laughs> which the, the uh, other no, supporters at that's Virginia good. park tend to enjoy that fact as well. I've never <laughs> watched a game in the nude. So I try to always be fully clothed when I watch sports. Okay. Well, I'll have a go at a question now as well. And my question ties in with the previous segment there in the dig. That is the backstory. We had a basketball league with a height restriction. So my question to you guys is, if you were to create a specialised league, you can pick the sport. What would be your
1: twist? Another river question. And I, I uh, yeah, I thought the twist on the basketball was great, especially for us little fellas. Um, I'm probably going to stick with, uh, with basketball as well, just because that's the sport that I, I probably know myself the best. And and the twist I would have on that is I'd love to see a league. Um, and maybe there's one out there already. I don't know because I haven't dug a little deeper yet horse, um, but an eight-foot league, a professional eight-foot league. So let's lower the rings. And here's here's the catch: oh, you can you only the, join the this league. players had to be eight, eight foot.
2: Yeah, I was like, well, there's not many going to be. Oh no! no, no. Sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. So, no, eight, no. As foot in, as eight foot <laughs> height. Eight foot height. Bass rings? Yes, good. Thanks. Oh, I'm glad I cl- we've clarified that. But here's the catch: you can only enter the league if you can't dunk a ten-foot ring. So I can't dunk a ten-foot ring. Never That's been nice.
0: out How are you going to test one. that? Oh I'm, oh, I'm trying to dunk it so hard. Look, look okay, Horson, okay, I haven't looked okay, at the uh, ins and
1: outs of this yet. All right? I've just brought this to, to the table now. Right? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Zach Levine. I thought you could dunk oh, a mate. 10-foot ring. No, I, lost,
0: <laughs> I lost my hops. Okay, Zach, you're in the 8-foot league now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like, friendy. Continue.
1: No, no, well, look, I haven't looked at the ins and outs of it yet, but it's just my, my my fresh idea at the moment. Maybe, like maybe it. It's good. Maybe, maybe no. if you can dunk a 10-foot ring, you're still allowed to join the league, but you're not allowed <laughs> to dunk in the 8-foot league. You, you can only be a shooter. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know. I just, think, I just think for those unathletic people, it, an 8-foot competition would be, would, be, would be nice. It'd be fun. Yeah, no, it certainly would be fun. But nah, that's my idea. Look, the other option was I think let's, let's bring, bring basketball into reality. Let's make that a league. I thought that, that game was yep. genius. Let's bring, back that, bring that, that, that into a league.
0: Oh. I'm down for that. I'll chuck one in in the middle here. Hear me out, guys. This would be a very difficult sport to play. I think we just take regular AFL, except we replace the footballs with tennis balls. Imagine uh, trying to kick a tennis ball the same way that you would kick a football. It would be so tough. Like, you are not. how are you going to line up from 50 out and try and punt that ball? You'd have to have (laughs) pinpoint accuracy. Those balls would be flying everywhere. Okay. And the Okay. It's- Keep key going. The other thing I'd want to do was take away boundary lines. You would just have the fence. Ooh. Ooh.
2: So so the ball bounces off the fence, horse. And then yes. play on.
0: Yes. <laughs> like
2: a hockey, like a <laughs> <Yeah>. hockey rink. <laughs> yes. Wow. I like that.
1: My my thing on that is horse. I reckon it would make AFL easier in a way, because you don't have to worry about the ball bouncing in any direction.
0: You would you would take that away, but have you tried handballing a tennis ball and kicking it? Tennis
2: <laughs> tennis <ball? laughs> no, it's not. It's not it's something I'll accuracy. wake up and try each day. <laughs> go out there and have a go. All right, maybe you can right. get rid of the old handball. Maybe maybe you could just do a little flick around, throw behind it. the back, flick around. I mean, you can imagine the marks? Just screamers, right hand, left hand, just flying out. It'd be like it'd be like cricket mixed with uh, AFL.
1: Yeah, and is it and is it like tennis at quarter time? You you, you hold up the ball and say new balls. You know, before the next, you
0: know, after <laughs> Is a that goal, how you do it. That would happen after you, a
1: goal. After, straight after a goal, new balls. All right,
0: no forty. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah. Well, look, I'd like to continue to fly the flag for cricket. Um, horse, uh, great question, great uh, league, friendly. I love yours with the the eight foot. Uh, eight foot minimum height people know <laughs> the eight foot uh, ring, but uh, I was thinking something along the lines of beach cricket. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, obviously this is something that we, it's a summertime uh, sport that we love playing in the hot weather down, the, you know, down, obviously down the beach. That's why yeah. it's called beach cricket, but you use a taped tennis ball. Nice. We all love the ball swinging and uh, even better. This is something that I was doing uh, not long ago over last summer. We had this, uh, sque- uh, it's hard to explain, but it was like this uh, squeegee ball. and uh, As in the squeegee for windows? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it was like this ball, you know, when you sort of skim it off the water and you can like, it just fl- like you throw yes. it too much, you know, throw on the waves. and So we had this game going where we're standing in the water uh, and you're, you're batting up. Up uh, up towards the the sand, and so you got the bowler, and they're first they're throwing it. They're throwing a like yep. baseball, but they're throwing it into the water. And uh, sometimes it you know it doesn't bounce that much. Other times, I tell you what, it's going to take <laughs> your head right off. It uh, was a lot of fun. So um, I know I those I have balls have fun that you are that.
0: speaking of. Yeah, for sure. I've uh, I've uh, had many a classic catches game out in the yep. water with mates. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. And
2: you've got to battle the tide as well. Like, that's, a, that's an element that, that we all got to be thinking about.
1: It's well, good fun. I, I, I vaguely remember a few years ago, they did a bit of a Beach Masters, Cricket League? Old, be, yes. Beach Cricket League, didn't they? Yes. Kirtley
0: Ambrose, Alan Border, Mark Waugh. Yep. I remember all of them playing in a sandy, they, on a sandy but pitch. But they didn't
2: have the water, did they? They it didn't. Was very, uh, it was just sand. Well, they, they certainly didn't
0: have the water for uh, skimming the ball off.
2: <laughs> no. So this is a specialised
1: league. I've just remembered on your cricket thing, Ford. Um, my brothers and I—I I don't know whether if we made it up or people have been doing it—but we actually played backyard cricket. But you served the ball with a tennis racket. Wow, that was it. Was brutal. It that was would brutal. Be brutal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because if you serve so, it good, oh, if you get so, hit with a so, tennis ball, it hurts.
2: <laughs> so let's be honest. You got five players on your team. You've got. Three behind the stumps. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's
1: right. That <laughs>
2: um, uh, was a lot of fun, though.
1: A lot of fun. Tennis cricket, we called it.
0: Some ripper questions. That's a bit arrogant. I was one of the questions. Uh, certainly, 40. Yours was a ripper question. Mine was an extra. Yeah, great question, I, fellas. Can I, can I even just change mine again? What about if we replace the tennis balls with golf balls?
2: <laughs> oh, geez. That's. They're going to get so. Are you, are you sh- shooting for goal with a, a pitching wedge? Put the eh. take the mark, put it on the ground, <laughs> yeah. get the pitching every, wedge
1: out. Every time you kick for goal, do you yell at four? Maybe Me. a
0: goal is only worth four. <laughs> Maybe. Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. What, what about if you run around with a golf club clipped to your shorts and you get to use it <laughs> once a turn? <laughs> so, so Hurley,
2: what? what I, <laughs>
0: Michael Hurley, hey, you, guys, you guys Hurley, Hurley. What's,
1: what's that Irish game called? Hurley, my God! Hurley.
0: <laughs> I know he had a thing with a taxi driver. <laughs> that was a few years ago. Now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That
0: that was another say, saga. Can we, can <laughs> <we> even, <laughs> on, I have to admit at this stage of the podcast, we were ridiculously tired and exhausted. So I'm not sure if that is actually funny or not, but we certainly found that funny at the time. Well, there we go, boys. Look, I've just been told the burgers are ready. It's time to get the condiments out. We're going to go somewhere else to eat these. We're going to wrap up the grill for now. We'll be back next episode. No doubt. Now, Friendy, I'm going to throw it over to you because it is time for your segment, Friendly Fire.
1: Friendly Fire. Well, boys, Friendy is fired up this this week. Um, I am outraged about what's happened with the first two weeks of footy. It is an absolute, as I said at the start of the show, it's a debacle. What is happening with these hubs, Fremantle and West Coast at the moment, the only two teams that have been, I'm going to say this, guys, excuse the language, we've been screwed over. Screwed over with a capital S. (laughs) <laughs> and we haven't won in Queensland five out of the last six games. It's, abs- it's, it's wrong. But in saying that too, I've been thinking over the last couple of days, West Coast, pick your game up. Like, what is this? Tim Kelly, you wanted to go home. You wanted to play for West Coast. You look like you want to be back in the Cats. Do You want the hoops back on? If you don't step up, go back to the Cats. Because we need some players who are going to be hungry to win. And we need to win
0: this week. I'm fired up. Well... I, I've got no answers. Hopefully, for your <laughs> sake, West Coast, turn it around uh, and we can chat about something other than West Coast being so bad next time. There a lot of friendly uh, fire there,
1: wasn't I it? think I'm, I think I'm, I'm done with footy at the moment.
0: I, until oh, turn, further notice.
2: Turn, turn it up.
0: Mate. No, I, I do understand <laughs> that. I do
2: understand that. <laughs> Jeez, guys. Uh, anyway. Come on. That, that, it, was
0: good to, it was good to get that off my chest, though. It Thanks was. Now, guys, you're going to be really surprised to hear me say this. We're at the end. Another episode is down. Thank you, everyone, for getting on board. Thank you for your support. Of course, we'd love if you subscribe and rate us if you haven't already. We've got 22 five-star ratings winning. I've inquired for a quote from a hat guy as well. You'll be happy to know. We are waiting to hear back. So if you want to get in on our first order, you can contact us. Our email is podcastforthecommonman@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can Instagram us at the common man dot podcast, guys. Dot podcast. Dotty. Dotty. Dotty the old Don't girl. forget She's the old
1: dotty dot. Eight. No.
0: How could you? $30 for a common man snapback as well. Oh. it's uh, a Common be- man. All the rage. All the rage this summer when we get there. Now, Forty, it's time to throw to you for
2: today's final word. Well, boys, all I've heard today is a little bit of whining from the West Coast Eagle, a bit of whining from the Geelong supporter. What is this? You know, oh, the season's over. It's round three, guys. It's early on. Why, we need, why not just appreciate the game for what it is, the marvellous game? Well, on that note, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time.
1: Get the glad wrap out, Vorge. Wrap it up.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to finish. <laughs> um, you lost my train of thought. Anyway. Yeah, cool. Thanks, guys.